Okay, this is What's Your Spark with Vic and Sierra. So great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. It's been long overdue. So how long have you been at The Spark and what do you do? Tell us about it. So my one year anniversary with The Spark was last month and I do graphic design for The Spark and um, pretty much everything else. I specialize in the laser machine and the cricket. That's super cool. Let's just jump into the podcast then. So what's your major? I am a pre-communication design student with a concentration in user experience design. Cool. Could you tell us some more about that? Sure. So user experience is basically optimizing the way that a person interacts with websites and apps and that kind of thing. Uh, thank you so much for telling us about that. That sounds like a really fun major. So what got you into UX design? Initially, I wanted to study graphic design, and I took two years of it in my high school in a career center where we were given prompts by the local community, and then our designs were chosen for things like local races, high schools, and that kind of thing. I really enjoyed it and enjoyed the software I was using, but I kind of found that what I was doing was repetitive and not necessarily fulfilling to me. So I went to UNT um, senior preview day and I met one of the UX students while I was actually looking into the graphic design program. And she told me about the difference between user experience design and graphic design since they're both programs that are offered by the university. And what she said was very, um, it just spoke to me a lot about what I liked to do. It's focused a lot on the person and their behaviors and empathizing with the way that they, um, the way that they live and that kind of thing. So I was really inspired to pursue user experience design after that. That's really cool. I, I know a lot about graphic design. Um, so hearing that and like kind of learning more about UX design is really interesting. I hope to learn more about it. Um, going off of that, have you worked on any fun projects recently? Yeah, so I have an ongoing project at the Spark, and it's a baseball card baseball card series of all of the people who work here who are makers. Makers are just the people who um, put on projects at the Spark and do trainings. So what I do is I make a miniature character of them in Adobe Illustrator, and then I take that illustration and I put it on a baseball card and I rank their stats, like what kind of software that they can use effectively and how many trainings they've done, their favorite project, that kind of thing. So that's an ongoing project that I've been doing for a few months. That's really cool. I've seen some of the progress of those baseball cards and it is fantastic. I can't wait to see when they're fully done and hopefully collect all of them. <laughs> so you're a very creative person. That's obvious from the projects you're working on and your major. Um, if you could interview one creative person, past or present, who would it be? I would want to interview Yoko Ono. I have seen a lot of her artwork, and I feel like she's a very misunderstood person. So I'd like the opportunity to talk with her about all of the projects that she has done in her life. Wow, that's super interesting. I, yeah, I don't know that much about Yoko Ono. She was from the Beatles. Right on. I know her from that, but I don't know. I've seen some of her artwork, um, but mm -hmm. I don't know much about her life. I particularly like um, the Grapefruit series that she did. Mm. Very good stuff. Very good modern art, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'll look into that after, the, after we're done recording. 
after we're done recording. <clears throat> Would you say that that is one of your greatest influences when it comes to your work, or do you have another influence? I would say that my greatest influence is the people around me. I like being in this program at UNT because I can see the progress that other students have done. And I really like to see their inspirations and then take inspiration from that. Honestly, I can't pinpoint any of my style to one particular person. It's just my experience being here on earth. You know, you see everything. I could honestly be inspired by just a walk I take outside. Yeah, I definitely feel that when it comes to like creating new stuff, it definitely depends on like who I'm around and surrounded by um, that I draw like influence from and like feel like those creative juices flowing. With that in mind, do you remember the first thing that you were proud of making? That can be here at the Spark or outside. If we're going all the way back to the very first thing, it would have to be when I developed a very strong emotional connection <laughs> to the Sonic toys that they put in the Happy Meals. <laughs> and there was a collection of five different vehicles. It was like a race car, a fire truck, a helicopter, and an ambulance and a police car. And they were just these miniature figures. And I took them home with me and I loved them like my pets. And I built a very large, very elaborate play castle for them and I made it all out of cardboard and paint and um, when my mom came in she was pretty impressed by what I had done I had even paper mache a tree for them to live in and she was like wow Sierra I didn't know you even liked art and I was like I didn't know either so that was the first thing that I ever was proud of creating in the first creation in the long history of my creations <laughs> that's amazing that sounds like such a fun project even now to make something like that also very impressive that you did that when you're so little paper macheing a tree and building a house out of cardboard i think i was seven <laughs> i don't remember exactly oh my gosh you should recreate it and Probably here at the spark <laughs> i could laser out all the details i wouldn't have to cut them out anything mm -hmm. like that i think use the cricket that'd be a perfect project would be now for a bit of a breather if you could live anywhere in the world where would you live well, visiting somewhere and living somewhere is very different. So I won't say I want to live in a particular country, although eventually I would like to maybe live outside of the U.S. What I would like to live, where, <laughs> where I would like to live is somewhere that has a walkable community where I can just go and pick up groceries and then come home without having to take a car. I think in Texas we have this issue where we have to have a car. I agree. And I would also like some natural scenery, like maybe a beach or mountains nearby. So I would like to maybe go to California or Colorado or yeah. maybe Arizona. That'd be really nice. I too want to live in a walkable city. I, um, yeah, I hate having to drive everywhere. Yeah. I don't even have a car um, because I don't want to pay for that. So yeah, that's valid. That's very fair. Cars and insurance is... Very expensive. It adds up so quickly. It does. If you were to live in a walkable city, I bet you'd feel very inspired by all the walks you take getting to and from work every day. Do you consider yourself a creative person? Yeah, definitely. In my field of work, you have to be able to come up with 
all of these different solutions for issues. Ideation is what I would consider to be a very creative thing. And that's what I'm going to get paid for when I leave college. Woohoo! That's the best. The shmoneys. Also the worst because you have to be creative all the time. Yeah, I don't have creative block usually, but maybe that'll change. <laughs> Hopefully not. I hope it stays unblocked forever. So you're a very creative person. I bet you always have ideas um, floating around your head. How do you go from an idea to actually creating it? Usually I get a spark of inspiration and then I just jump immediately into it. I'm not amazing at planning out my creative moments. Um, when I was in art in high school, I would just spend the whole day on an art assignment and everything else would go out the window, including eating and taking breaks. So I love to just jump right into it and see what happens. That's kind of just the lifestyle of an artist. So you're very much like go with the flow. Whenever it comes to you, you're just going to make it. Yeah. My mom spent approximately four months trying to decide the color of the walls. And what do you know? She went with the color that I chose the first day she brought the paint, <laughs> the paint chips home. So I would say I'm pretty good at making fast, intuitive decisions. That's, that's amazing. That's a huge plus for what you're going to go into. Heck yeah. So with that in mind, what's one creative tool you couldn't live without? Adobe Illustrator, honestly. I thought you might say that. Yeah, it's pretty much exclusively the only thing I use at work. <laughs> Whenever I'm at a computer, it's what I have pulled up. Adobe Illustrator is great because no matter how many times you zoom in on the object, it stays the same and there isn't any pixelation or blurriness and you can make something that would fit on the back of a stamp to the size of a poster on a building. It's like insane. I love Adobe Illustrator. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Shout out to Adobe Illustrator for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love Adobe Illustrator. I'm actually a Photoshop person myself, but mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. But, but uh, Illustrator is a lot of fun and it is very useful. I do love that it's like a vector-based program so you can scale things without worry. <laughs> Photoshop is not good for that, sadly. Mm. <clears throat> What's something that you would like to work with but haven't gotten a chance to yet? I've always stopped myself from using engineering tools because I've told myself that I can't use them a lot of that has to do with, I think, in internalized misogyny, that kind of thing. Um, so I would like to try to use CNC routers and power tools just whenever the opportunity comes. I'll have to probably push myself to use that more. But also, I don't like loud noises, so maybe I, maybe that's the reason I don't use them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's very valid. They are very loud. That's the main reason why I hate working with them, too. <laughs> But I was on a robotics team and they wouldn't let the girls use it sometimes. Uh, I'm like, mm, okay. That's the worst. Do I collect anything? No. Yeah. No. I mean, okay. collect clothes. You collect clothes? Not really. I just, uh, I'm very systematic about the kinds of things that I keep in my life and clothes. I have to have a assortment to choose from because what if I feel like wearing something on a different day you know yeah I want it to fit my mood I get you I wish I had a nice collection of clothes I feel like I have 
an abundance of t-shirts and like two pairs of pants. Go to the thrift store, honestly. Like that's where I get everything. Yeah. Everything on my body right now <laughs> <laughs> is from the thrift store. And it's a good fit. It's a yeah, good, check it. People yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, podcast listeners, you can't see this amazing fit, but it, it's pretty good. You're Color missing out really. Yeah. I got this white accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that in mind, do you have a favorite artist or music artist that you like? Damon Albarn from the Gorillas is um, a really good music artist. I don't know if that's exactly like the fine arts kind of artist you were looking for, but check his stuff out because it's really cool the way that he incorporates all of these different genres of music. I don't think I've ever listened to one of his songs and thought that it sounded the same as another song, Cough Cough, Tame Impala, Cough Cough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really funny. But I've listened to some of his stuff before. I love the Gorillas. They're like one of my favorite bands. And every single song you could click on and sounds completely different from the last one. Demon Days is the best album, along with Plastic Beach. Yeah. I can't really choose. <laughs> you can't choose. They're both tied for number one. Mm-hmm. And well, with that in mind, do you do you do karaoke in the car? I don't have a car, but I do karaoke. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, my my family is a very musical family, and my sister and my brother and I, whenever we're left to our own devices, we just do three-part harmonies of all of the Disney songs. All of them? Yeah. What's your favorite one to do? Well, the new one that we like to do is we don't talk about Bruno because it has a lot of different harmonies and some funky stuff like the fish dying <laughs> and... You know, the uh, seven foot frame rats around his back. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. That's super cool. You want to sing some for us right now? Um, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. I'm trying to think of a part that would actually sound good to sing. Seven foot frame rats along his back. When he calls your name, it all fades to black. Yeah, he sees your dreams and feasts on your screams. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> that was so good. That's going to be like the outro song. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so lastly, what's your spark? What's the thing that keeps you going? What keeps you motivated when you're feeling, you know, not creative in the moment or just feeling tired? I kind of just look inwards and I would say I am my own spark. I don't really think that you have to rely on something else to feel good. You just have to sort of think inwards and take a moment and then that's how you get your inspiration. So just power through. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe not a healthy coping mechanism, but <laughs> I also really like being with my dog when I'm back in my parents' house. She is a little Bichon Frise, 12-year-old puppy. Nice. That's a oxymoron, but in my eyes, she's a puppy. She's still a puppy in here. She's a puppy with arthritis. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't actually have arthritis. She's just a little old. I'll show you a picture afterwards. Oh, yes, please do. Please yes. do. But cool. 
Well, that's about all the time we have. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sierra. We really appreciate appreciate it. <laughs> and yeah, I loved learning about you and what makes you uh, feel creative. And yeah, it was very nice getting to talk to you. Do you have anything to plug? Go use Adobe Illustrator. Right now. Go use it. Immediately. Learn how to use it right now. <laughs> or sign up for a training and ask for Sierra. I teach all of the Adobe Suite. Nice. Will do. Well, that's all we have for today on What's Your Spark with Sierra. Insert crowd applause. Insert audio. <laughs> Insert foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm.